well, well, here we are back for episode, what episode is this? Again? This is number eight. Number eight. Wow. Right. We are we are making some headway. Chugging our way on to 10. I know, you know, because we've got to meet those those arbitrary numbers. <laughs> Dude, we got to get into those double digits. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> oh, yeah, because nine is, nine is so much different than 10, right? It, it, absolutely. Exactly. Like if your friend says, hey, you know, can I borrow nine dollars? Like, yeah, that seems okay. But 10, whoa. What are you, you know, doing? I would rather the 10 just because that's that's usually like one bill. I have to count out nine. Well, that's, 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 that's not very many bills. But, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, that's an excellent way to start things. I was so. Gonna say, so how are you, Darian? <laughs> oh, well, you know, my, my, my baseline these days is older and slower than I was the day before. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what about you? Um, about the same. Just okay. hanging out, uh, living right. for for some of the stuff that's coming that that recently came out on Netflix, and you know, uh, binging. Binging uh, as it pertains to entertainment. Yes. No, not drinking. Just binging yes, we, we, like we, entertainment. Do you not remember? We have to qualify our statements, right? This is true. This is true. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're going to have to, ideally, maybe you're going to get into some of that because I have no idea. Oh, I know what you're talking about. You yeah. absolutely know what I'm talking about, Darian. Okay, my bad. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. I guess we should just open that up. I mean, did you, this, this won't be our nerding, but this will just be our nerding before the nerd. How do we nerd yeah. this week? So, okay, so Umbrella Academy season two. So how far, it, did you finish? Oh, absolutely. Ah, shoot. Okay, don't tell me anything. <laughs> I'm, I I'm, won't. <laughs> I still have, I think, five episodes to go or six episodes to go. Dude, it's just so good. I'm oh. so proud of you, seriously, Thank you. Thank because you. you hadn't watched any at all, and now you're already through season one and in the middle of season two. So Thank you. Thank that's, you. That's a huge thing for you. I know it's sports ball season. There's, um, there's wrestling. There's wrestling to watch. And there's always wrestling. So I, I'm, I'm very proud of you for catching up as quickly as you have. Thank, I'm surprised. I, I mean, it's just, I think it's like we've talked about before. You know, there are certain shows, there's, there, there are these moments that they've got me. Yep. And I told you in the last, I think it was the last episode or when we were, when we were talking, that that uh, solo of Phantom of the Opera in the very first episode, I said, yep. I'm hooked. Yep. They've got me. They've got me. Yep. And, and then the music choices throughout every episode are just, it's, it's, it's perfection. <laughs> I've told you who wrote it, right? Who wrote it? The the lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Chemical Romance. Yeah. Right. Take me back. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. I couldn't name a My Chemical Romance song if you told me. Uh, I, I, yeah. What? Yeah, that, that that left me. that that I missed that. Oh, no. Well, yeah. Yeah, it, it was definitely like that. That was a period in time that <laughs> I don't think would have fit you very well at that time no. in your life. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. No. But that's okay to each his own, right? Don't worry. I, I can still scream all of the lyrics to I'm not okay. All right. Fair. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose, too. I know. Glorious. Well, enough of the banter, because I'm sure that's what people are here for. Well, right? We do that the entire time, so that sure. has to be what people are here for, right? I would assume so. I mean, that's why you and I started this. I know, really. It was really about our own yeah. you know, desire to, to banter. Well, with quarantine, we couldn't do it as often, so here we go. I know, right? <laughs> so this is just going to... We're getting our fix in. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we talk more now... Oh, gosh. <laughs> ...than before the quarantine. 
see oh. quarantine bring people together unexpectedly. So oh, those, one of the few pluses in absolutely. this whole mess. <laughs> but anyway. So, so how did you nerd this week, Darian? Well, how did I nerd? Well, funny, you should ask. So I think I've told you before. And then for those of you, if this is your first episode, one of the first things we, the first things that we do out of the gate is we talk about how we nerded throughout the week. Then we talk a little bit about news. Then we have a special segment that we'd like to present to you. So how I nerded this week, I've told you before about Wentworth, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, to the, the prison drama. Yeah, yeah, the Australian prison drama. Yes, at the all-women's prison. Yeah, where there's so, kangaroos and wallabies and little kawakas. There's none of that. They're in the prison. Okay, so there, there are no zoo trips. There's none of that. Well, that sucks. Well, it's a prison. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of the prisoners draws those things. I don't know. Okay. I haven't come across one of them yet that does okay. that. Thank, okay, you've ruined this right out of the gate. Go ahead. All right, so... <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 finally come back. So this is going to be one of the final two seasons. So this is season eight. Next year will be season nine, and then that'll be done. So I'm not going to talk a lot about it because, unfortunately, what's currently taking place would be a massive spoiler. So uh-huh. I'm really kind of limited, especially if somebody wants to watch this from start to finish. Now, it's currently on Netflix, the first seven seasons. Oh, nice. But, yes, but I, I would tell it, – it's it's really criminal, you know, pun intended, I guess, <laughs> that this is probably one of the best kept secrets in, in, in television shows. I, I, I legitimately only know two people that watch this show. Well, I found out my sister watched a little bit of it. Oh, okay. Well, there we go. So, so now we you've can, got three. So now we've got three, right? So, <laughs> and, and the reason it's so criminal is because I really think that a show like this, I mean, You've got your people that like your Orange is the New Black, but I think yeah. I've told you before, this is Orange is the New Black, but there is zero joking. Yeah. Right? And I think one of the things that's so criminal is because the women, the cast, I mean, which is basically which is basically all women. There are two male characters who um, have a significant role, but it's, it's most basically all women. And these women in their roles are just so excellent. And you know how you get attached to an actor or an actress, right? And mm. you say, wow, you've done such a good job. I need to know. What else uh, have I you need, done? What else have you done? Yeah. And um, it, it's really interesting because at least this season, one of the things, one of the, uh, I guess the themes of the prison is that there's a top dog. So yeah. there's, you, yeah, so you know what that means, yeah, right? Yeah, it's there's like a, the, the turkey pecking order. The, the turkey pecking, turkey pecking order? Yeah. What, what what I'm missing? So what how, how turkeys have? There's a hierarchy in the turkey kingdom. Yeah, it's a pecking order. Oh jeez. Okay. Yep. I got that. I got it now. I got okay. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I just. Oh man. So, so there's a there's a top dog, and um, you know she is the person that's in charge. She's the person that's kind of like the uh, the middle person between the prisoners and the you know, the guards and the administration. Yeah. And basically what she says goes, no matter who that is. And over time in the seasons, there have been different top dogs with different philosophies. Some have been trying to feed their own ego, whether that be, you know, making money, running drugs through the prison, things like that. Others have been more in a, I guess, equality type of sense in terms of, you know, 
uh, or safety, I should say, is the more appropriate yeah. word because they're more concerned about the overall welfare of the women, and they do not tolerate violence unless it's unless it's a last resort to get a point across to somebody. Gotcha. So it, it's just um, <clears throat> it's just been really good so far. You know, again, the the main prote- the main antagonist of this season is basically coming back with a vengeance, for lack of a better uh, lack of a better phrase, and uh, okay. She is going to wreak all types of hell. Yay! Right, and there's there's an antagonist on the outside of the prison, and then there's an antagonist on the inside of the prison. So it's really difficult to talk about the show because it's it's really one of those shows where you need to start from the beginning to see how things evolve. Progress. Oh yes, I I just can't speak highly enough about all of the the actors in this show. If you have not watched it, you need to watch it and there are some yeah and there are some scenes that are pretty damn brutal yeah i don't know that i'm up for that but i'll think about it (laughs) yeah i mean you've got you know like for an example i'll 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 let you talk about how you nerded like one example was for a time there was a punishment if a woman violated the rules of the prison according to the top dog where they would get their hand or hands placed in an iron press and their hands would be burned right to teach them a lesson Gross. So it is, you're right, it is, it is serious. So that orange is the new black stuff with the, with the dark comedy spin. No, there's none of that in this. I can't speak highly enough and I'm going to be so sad when the show is gone. Oh, <laughs> it'll yeah. be okay. Yeah, but I mean, it's, just, I could go on about this show forever. But again, if, if you need something to watch. That's a good one. That is, again, yeah, you just, the only way to truly appreciate it, you, you have to start from the beginning. And I think one of the best, I'll say this last thing, one of the best things about this show is that I think that there is a, throughout, from season to season, I believe that there is at least one character that pretty much anybody can empathize with or potentially even identify with for one reason or another. And that is enough to, to hook you in. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm down with that. Oh, so good. I, I think that might be one that I'll add to my my Netflix my list. You you've got we'll, to. Well, I will eventually get around to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? It, right, right. The list I've, that never. Dude, I still need to watch Rocky. Oh, y- yes, you do. <laughs> that, I, that's one of the greatest stories. I, do you know the only thing that's more offensive than probably not have watching not not watch Rocky in the film community is probably not watching Star Wars. Like that is probably okay. Well, I've seen that. You know the real ones, four or five. Yeah, or six. the only ones that matter. The only ones that well, the, one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. They have their moments. Let's mm. be real. Okay. 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 Enough about me. How did you nerd? Well, first off, I binged the entirety of season two of The Umbrella Academy. (laughs) Okay. Oh. And it was so good. Dude, it's 10 episodes. Okay, yeah. You put the baby to bed at 8, 8.30. You watch two episodes a night. Five days later, guess what? You're done. You know what? You have a baby, and I have sports ball. Well... Okay. Yeah, I guess the they are both similarly time consuming. <laughs> They're practically the same thing. I mean, let's be honest. The only difference is it's one you don't have to clean up. That's it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. No, but I very similar to to the whole Wentworth situation you're in. I don't want to say too much because there's right. just so much that happens. But it was it was an absolute joy to to return 
to my sweet baby Klaus. Oh yes. My my the love of my life, Ben. Jesus Klaus. And yes. <laughs> yes, Jesus Klaus. Cult uh, Klaus. Clearly cult or cult Klaus. Clearly, it's, yes. It's it's cult Klaus. It's cult um, Klaus, fair enough. Yeah, it's yeah. it's just masterfully done. The the acting in it, they're having so much fun. There are times that if you watch, you can see some of the actors like crack. Yeah. <laughs> And they yeah. leave it in. And at first, there's a little part of me, like the actor part of me, that's like, come on, guys. But then there's like the entertainment part of me that's just like, no, dude, keep it in. I'm glad they did. Because oh, it's yeah. just, it's so much fun to watch. Yeah. And I got to be, now let me ask you this. So not to spoil it, at least more specifically for me, because that's really yeah. all that matters right now. Absolutely. So <laughs> yeah. What has stuck out to you the most in season two, whether it's, uh, I don't know, you know, character development or, mm. you know, what do you think has just jumped out at you the most? So honestly, it's a little bit more character development of Ben. Mm. That okay, has yeah. been the most exciting thing for me. Okay. Um, but again, I'm, I was mildly obsessed with Ben for like the one and a half episodes he was in in season one. Right. Um, so, ass, yes. So there's the relationship that is built between Ben and Klaus is so good. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's just heartbreakingly good. Um, and honestly, the relationships that are built within the family. It was one thing in season one where they were all kind of individuals within the family dynamic, but they really, really find the family in this season. Yeah, that is what I've moments. noticed. And yes, it, I, is, huh? it is so strong. It is so heartwarming. It is like, I will, I will never like Luther. I'm sorry for anybody yeah. who likes Luther, but I will never like Moon Boy. And yeah. it's, there are times in season two that I'm like, there are many more times in season two where I was like, I hate you, but why do I like you right now? <laughs> and maybe I so, haven't gotten that far yet because I think I told you a couple of days ago, in, in, in really plowing through this. Yeah. If Luther, in that season one, like, Luther, if you bring up the moon one more time. It, it, it It's not nearly as bad in season two, but all of the yeah. random, like, moon imagery that shows up, <laughs> I'm always just like, this stupid moon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but my I will gosh. say this. I mean, there were definitely a lot of moments in season one where I was like, well, that was unexpected. But season two, as you get closer to the end, there are so many moments where I was just like, wait, what? Okay. What? Seriously? Where did that come from? Like, they, it's, it's just incredibly well done. Yeah, that's a show with a lot of what the hell. Yes. So I binged that. And to right. return to something we talked about, I think in one or episode one or two, I yeah. was able to finish watching Unsolved Mysteries. Ah, yes, I remember and this. it is very, very good. And they, I loved the fact that they they obviously do all of the different, like, murders and, well, what we assume are going to be murders, kidnappings, things of that nature. But then they have one of my favorite kind of episodes. I think it's, like, it's the second to last episode of the season. Okay. They go straight into the unsolved mysteries of, like, paranormal UFOs. <laughs> Oh, okay. There's a whole UFO episode and it was so good. And it was like, <laughs> this is this is what I didn't know I missed. I needed this. All right. So that was, I think those were my, my joyful 
nerding this week. Right. So you believe so that you believe the truth is out there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I guess one other quick little thing um, for anybody that's into the Rooster Teeth community, RTX has been like we've known for a little while that RTX, the, their um, big convention they do every year, was canceled mm-hmm. because of you know the Rona. Yeah. and it was supposed to be their tenth one, so it was supposed to be like this big thing. Oh, but man. they're doing RTX at home, so it's going to be ten days of. Oh. mostly free panels and I'm a first member so I can go to even more panels and it's Ooh. just like so for someone like me who can't afford to go out to Austin Texas for mm. for a long weekend especially with a almost three-year-old right it's like this is great I actually can kind of experience some of it so that was that was my exciting nerd thing of the week Nice, nice. Yeah, that's 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 pretty solid of them for, to do it ten days in a row. You know. Yep. You know, speaking yep. of cons, I think I had talked to you. We had talked a couple of weeks ago about like SDCC, and I had yep. gotten some wrong because it wasn't a matter of the. I think it wasn't the streaming, the the, the actual streaming of it, but I was the live. I think the live tweeting was down uh, significantly. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. From from the pre, from previous years, which is still interesting, but yeah, but yeah, it's 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 unfortunate. I mean, you know, because we've talked about before how. You know, I mean, uh, with the Rona, you know, shutting everything down, you know, how cons are just such a really great opportunity to, yeah. to just, you know, flex your nerd muscles, right? And connect with different people from all over, you know, the country and, you know, depending on how hardcore certain people are, might be even the world. So who knows? Yeah. yeah so it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really, really unfortunate. I mean, ideally, you know, we get back to some level of, of normalcy, you know, soon. So that's something that us as nerds can, can, uh, can have again. Yeah. Yeah. One day soon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting that you bring up a con and it's, and it's, uh, being vanquished at least to the online format, because I'm going to be able to segue right into news right, based on this. So Brittany, you know, that there was a con that you and I both fancied that was canceled this year, uh, right? Oh, yes. For for two very specific reasons. Yes. What was the reason for you, Brittany? Well, Chris Eccleston okay. was supposed to be there. Uh, yes, yes. And who else was supposed to be there? Your sweet baby, Billy Piper. My sweet baby, Billy Piper. <laughs> so <laughs> what, the, what the, the reason that I bring that up is because, you know, news. So you know that I'm crestfallen about that, right? Mm-hmm. Because from what I can gather, you know, she doesn't come to the States very often or do cons very often from what I gather. I can't say I blame her, but yeah. Well, no, yeah, understandably <laughs> so. Because, you know, and that's okay. You know, that's not the bag for certain people. And that's, that's their, their prerogative, right? Yep. But it's always good when it's somebody you really love and they, you know, they, are, they actually do a con, right? Yep. So I could be completely wrong. I'm not even going to act like I know, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like, again, she does them a lot, or maybe she did back in the past yeah. where I wasn't paying attention to that stuff. Who knows? Somebody would correct me. But anyway, I guess the middle ground that I've come to is, is that she is going to be in a new series. Really? Yes, indeed. You say, a new, it is called I Hate Susie. So... It is the story. It's an eight-part drama about a no longer famous celebrity whose life goes into the drink, uh, so to speak, okay. because her phone is hacked and compromising photos of her are made public. Interesting. 
Yes. So you know I have a nerd crush on Billy Piper. Oh, yeah. And it is justifiable because I think Oh, yeah. she is an amazing actress. You know, specifically, we know the role that she's famous for, right? You know, Yep. Rose Tyler of Doctor Who, Yep. that's the most notable one. She's also done Secret Diary of a Call Girl. She's also been in Penny Dreadful. Yep. And then now she's going to do, she now she's going to do this I Hate Susie series. So the reason that I love her so much is because like all of those different shows require, you know, something different from her. So Yep. she has not been someone in my eyes that's been typecast by any stretch of the imagination. And I, I love her so much because she can, she can tap into anything like being, being timid, being strong, being callous, being vulnerable, being conflicted. I, I legitimately think her range is, is impeccable. So that is why I, I appreciate her so much. And it's funny because the character of Rose Tyler, not her acting of the character and portrayal and execution of the character Mm-hmm. of Rose Tyler. I, I didn't even like the character of Dr. Who. So, but I, lo I, but I loved her. Yeah. So, so her being in this series, it's supposed to be, I believe, at, come out at the end of the month, and I am all here for it. I cannot freaking wait. Where is it? Where is it premiering on? Like, what's It's it? supposed to be on some Sky Atlantic. I, that's so What? I mean, that's some. What, okay, what, hold on, please. So Sky, Sky, right? You're shouting again, Bert. So. <laughs> So Sky Atlantic, I need to look into that, but that's some, some, I, I guess that's some, uh, you know, across the pond. Um, I was say, is that some BBC stuff? it's a, yeah, I believe it's an across the pond channel. I don't care. I'm going to, I'm going to watch this and I'm going to see it. It is not going to stop me because I was, I was thwarted from an autograph this Yeah. year. So this Yeah. is the next best thing that I have. Yeah. So it is, oh, hi again, Billy. Oh, you're too sweet. <laughs> so yeah that that is my i mean there's always tons of stuff but that is the thing that stuck out to me most and i am i cannot wait So you said that comes out at the end of the month? i believe yeah because i believe and i believe it's supposed to be all eight episodes so originally i guess maybe it was supposed to be one Yeah. and it got changed to all eight apparently Nice. how i missed this i have no idea But you know, with being on the gram now Yeah. and the t in the Twitterverse now, you know, I, I like, oh, I had no idea, Yeah. and now I do. Social needs. <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> see, I'm going to be quiet because. <laughs> so, what is your news? Well, mine is a show that's coming <laughs> back at the end of the month that I'm oh. excited about. Because I guess suddenly everyone's just putting out tons of good content on Netflix. Like we get Umbrella Academy, we get um, actually, whatever, I guess there's that, Transformers or whatever. Um, the, <laughs> Okay. okay, okay. Um, we Seven Deadly Sins is coming back this month and Agretzko is coming back. <laughs> What the bleep is a what is was what is say Okay, that again? so I have told you about Agretzko, so you, but you might have forgotten. Agretzko Bro, clearly. is a, it's kind of like a, it's a Hello Kitty property. Oh, is this with the angry, Yes, angry character? Yeah. yes, the angry red panda who Yeah, okay. just, she's very sweet and timid, and then she lets out all of her angst and anger by singing karaoke, and it's like screamo karaoke.
Screamo. Yeah, like Screamo metal karaoke. All right. And I love her because there is a very real part of me that really just understands where she's coming from. Because I, while it wasn't Screamo per se, I used to, when I wanted to kind of just get everything out, Mm -hmm. I would get in my car and drive someplace and scream music at the top of my lungs as well, just to kind of get it all out. So I connect very much to Sweet Baby Agretzko. And (laughs) it's, I'm excited because it's, it's just a month full of, of, um, excuse me, of Ben Diskin, the voice actor for Bon. He's the voice actor for Haida in this show. I just finished watching BNA, which he was a voice actor in. It's just the month of Ben Diskin for me. Maybe it's the month of Ben because then you can also include Ben from Umbrella Academy. Oh, right. Yeah, it is like, the month of Ben for you. It's, and I'm really enjoying it. So, Are you going to now declare August? Is that going to be Ben month? No, maybe no. this August, but not okay. forever. Okay, okay. I, I, went, too, <laughs> I went too far. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's my biggest news is that I, I have another show to binge here in another couple of weeks. <laughs> yes. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yes. And see if I can jump back to answer your question, August 27th for I Hate Susie. And August 27th for Gretzko. Well, obviously, people, you know. It's a hot right, day. Yeah, you know the, the proper choice you should be making. I mean, Gretzko is on Netflix, so that's probably a lot easier to get than Sky Atlantic. Okay, look. <laughs> there's this, th- I don't know if you know this, but there's this thing called the internet. Mm-hmm. Where, where Netflix the- is really easy to get to. Right. right. It's going to be on demand in, on Now TV. I had, I've never heard of that before. I haven't either, but don't you worry. I will, okay. I will know <laughs> by the 27th. That's for okay. freaking sure. All right. Awesome. So that's some, good, that's some good news. That's some good news. Well, here, here's a segue. Are you ready? Are you oh, ready dear. for this? This, oh, this sweet segue? Oh, boy. It's, it's, okay. I'm On ready. August 27th, you're definitely going to have something to watch, so you won't be late to the party. Ho, ho, ho. That is almost professional level segueing <laughs> right there. I mean, I couldn't have said that better myself. <sighs> yes, yes, people. So if you weren't able to pick that up, our, we are debuting a segment entitled Late to the Party. So late to the party is basically where you have finally gotten on board with something that has a high level of popularity. And, you know, maybe it's been out for, I don't know, a year, year and a half, two years, 20 years, depending on what the property is, who knows, Mm -hmm. right? And you have now gotten on board. So you are late to the party. Yay. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Now I am... I'm really, I was really excited about doing this one because I didn't, it didn't dawn on me until a couple of days ago what I was going to do because my mind was rattled. And I was really excited because now I think I'm going to go first because I think I brought to the table something that you and I can both connect on. Yay! Yeah, I know. I know. I am so, so ready. Uh, okay, good. So I said hi to Billy Piper earlier. Yeah. What's Billy Piper famous for? Oh my God, Doctor Who. That is correct. <gasps> Yes. Are we going to talk about Doctor Who? I am going to talk about Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I I was so excited. I was more excited for you than me. 
I'm so here for this. I am so here for this. This is gonna be a good day. Tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. So we know so we know Doctor Who fans are called Whovians. Mm-hmm. And we know the premise of Doctor Who is a he is from a race of people called the Time Lords. And the Time Lords are basically tasked with protecting time. And being and- hot. And and for uh, yes, for other people being hot, yes, for a certain <laughs> for for certain people being hot, yes. So they are tasked with you know uh, going throughout you know time and space, right? And the Doctor Who, you know, the last of the Time Lords, for you know for the most part, <laughs> <he> <laughs> operates by going through time in what is called a blue box, and it is what is known as a TARDIS. Brittany, do you remember what TARDIS stands for? I knew you were going to ask, and I still don't remember. (laughs) Time and relative dimension in space. Thank you. You are quite welcome. Now, for those of you that aren't aren't aware, Doctor Who has been around for God knows how long. Since uh, the original series was, what, 1963? I was going to say it's the 60s. Is it? Yeah, I believe it was 1963. My, my, My dates might be a little bit fuzzy on that because... Unfortunately, while that is the those are the that is the original run of Doctor Who because it went from about the '60s to the '80s, the original run. Now, I had always known about Doctor Who or had heard about Doctor Who in my periphery, right? I knew that it was this 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 guy traveling through time, you know, righting wrongs and all of this other type of stuff. But it, it was never in my viewfinder. It was never right in my face. Yeah, and. It wasn't until about, this is really, this is not long ago, about 2011, that I actually got into Doctor Who. Now, I didn't get into the original. I got into the reboot. Well, not reboot, excuse me, the continuation in the 2005 series, starting with with Christopher Eccleston. That's where I started. So those are my doctors. And as time has gone on, I've tried to, to piece by piece go back through the originals. And to be honest... I'm not here to rip anybody, but when you when you start a property from a certain point, going back to those, it's it's a it's kind of rough to get through. It's like a slog. <laughs> it, it really is kind of rough to get through. I mean, I think I'm currently still in the first series of the original run. I was going to say which was 63 to 64 was the first season. 63 to 64, and then it stopped in what was it like 80. Was it like eighty eight or something like that? I think, and it was just, and the 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 regeneration was just some random fly by night thing. Anyway, I'm getting off topic a little bit, but but one of the things that we all know as Whovians through time is that the doctors they change because the doctor quote unquote regenerates, and in the 2005 series that is currently continuing to run all the way into 2020, and who knows when it will stop? Ah, who knows when it will stop? (laughs) (laughs) Right. you know, the doctor, you know, has, has changed throughout the course of that time as well. So the reason that I got into it was, again, okay, I said, what the hell? Let me see what all of the fuss is about. about. And that very first episode, which I believe was entitled Rose, where we get Christopher Eccleston, uh, you know, coming into play. We get, those, you remember those mannequins, those, those living uh, mannequins? Yes. <laughs> that was kind of creepy, wasn't it? Uh, dude, mannequins have always scared me. And then that episode happened. And I, my fears were, were kind of like validated. Right. So I'm already sitting there saying, oh, God. this." And then when, when, uh, when uh, oh, my God, what was Rose's boyfriend's name? Uh, Mickey? Yeah. When he gets turned into one, like, oh, God, oh, that looks so disturbing. It was terrifying. So, 
So right out of the gate, I, of course, I'm, I'm a sci-fi nut. So I'm hooked at that from that aspect. But then that, that, that when, when Mickey ends up getting taken over and he basically looks like a mannequin. That I said, scene oh where God. he's sitting in his car. Oh as my the God. mannequin, and he just yes. kind of like slow turns his head. <laughs> yes. So I was like, oh God, this is just, that's unnerving. That's unsettling. Yes. So I was hooked in that first episode. So at that point when Netflix had, I believe since this is 2011, had the first, this would have been, I believe the run all the way through from Eccleston, who was only there for one series, all the way through Tenet at the time. Yeah. So I don't think series five had started yet with Matt Smith and, 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 uh, and, you know, and fish sticks and custard. Yeah. So, so we're talking about again, uh, Eccleston and then the David Tennant years. Yes. So the good I, it, years, like the, the best years, the be- the best years to be perfectly honest. So I, I was hooked on that first episode and then it just, it just went like, you know, the little cartoon snowball that you push down the hill and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I just found myself not watching anything else and, and just, just going through series after series after series. And the really interesting thing that I like about Doctor Who just overall in terms of theme is just him being the, the, the last of his kind. civilization or last of his kind and having to navigate through time and space, you know, trying to right wrongs and really having a God complex. Oh, 100%. I mean, and that's just putting it mildly, right? And a a superiority complex, right? And then just him picking up different companions because those are the individuals that would accompany him on these journeys. Mm -hmm. And and the the constant change that he would have to go through with those companions. And then the interactions between the companions and how each of them in their own different way would basically almost serve as kind of like a moral compass, yeah, you know, to try to um, uh, keep that god complex somewhat in check. Yeah, and it's interesting to see when he was without a companion how that went off the rails really quickly. Oh, one hundred percent. You know, specifically, you know, in the waters, the waters of Mars special, yep. right? You know, what I mean? which is my favorite episode, if you want to call it episode special ever. That is my favorite episode. Aww. So yeah, I, I can watch that damn episode on a loop. Yeah. So it's it's really interesting to see those dynamics and then all of the different beings and creatures, the Daleks, the Cyberman, yeah. the Centaurans. Yes. It was you the know all ood. the Ood, you know, all of They're those. one of my faves. I yeah, love the Ood. Yeah, I love the Ood too. They're great. So it's just it's it, I know it's not the same thing because I'm, I'm comparing apples to oranges a little bit, right? But it gave me that same feeling that Star Wars gave me because yeah. the the, uni- the universe is just so vast yeah. in all of the different directions that it can go. And then how could I leave out Captain Jack Harkness? Oh my God, sweet baby. <laughs> how could we leave out Captain Jack Harkness? <laughs> the captain with the booty. The captain with the booty. That's right. <laughs> how can we leave out Jack Harkness? Which is no, and if that wasn't enough to, if the first episode wasn't enough to hook me, that Jack Harkness, in his introduction, solidified it. So good. So good. And then, because when did he come in? I forgot the name of the episode. Remember, uh, Are You My Mommy? Oh, God. That's where he yes. came in. And that That's was a creepy one episode. One of the most terrifying episodes, in my opinion. 
but we all know, I mean, you know, in the community of the Hoover community, what okay. is lauded. As- so, okay. So Moffat sucks in so many ways, but yeah. that was one of the most brilliantly written and directed episodes. It is thousand percent. That was a two-parter. The, that was the reason why Moffat was a showrunner mm-hmm. for so long because yeah. everyone was looking for, are you my mummy again? Because that gave you so many different things, right? It gave you that creepy element. It gave you the sci-fi, it gave you the horror element, the sci-fi element. It gave you this dystopian element. Mm-hmm. So it was, oh my, it just had, it, it just taps into so many different things. I mean, you have a small child walking around in a gas mask asking, are you my mummy? Yeah, how was that not terrifying? Kids uh, in horror are terrifying. Uh, Everybody knows that. Yeah. Right, so it's just the world, or world, the universe of Doctor Who is just so vast. It is virtually impossible to fit it in yeah. as we talk about it in this one. So we could talk about, we could just obviously just do a podcast on Doctor Who, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I could, I could have a whole conversation just about Donna. Just, oh my God. Best, and, best companion, by the way. Yes, yes. And, Donna, and that's the bro that the Doctor needed. It really was, and and- when you look at the companions, and I'm, I'm honestly, I'm just going from, we'll, we'll just go from Rose to Clara, because it's really difficult for yeah. me to speak about anything else. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, I know. Uh, one day, one day we will sit through and we will make it through that slog as well. We're going to have to, because it's only getting worse. And what I mean by getting worse is, is that the episodes are building. I know. And I really want to see the new doctors, the women doctors and the black yes. woman doctor. Like I want to see all that. So yeah, bad. I need to get, I need to be ready by December. I need to be ready oh, by God December Steve. to see that. Yeah. Because we've got eight, nine, 10, 11 and 12. Yes. We got five series. <gasps> we got to get through and God forbid we won't, even, I'm not even going to bother with the specials because that is, that gets to be a whole mess in terms of the timeline because yeah. the chronology just throws me off with some of the episodes, with some of the specials, yeah. but whatever. But so, so, and then that's the other piece of this is that the companion is that it's so tough because you, you, and especially in the reunion episode, uh, you, you remember the reunion with, uh, with, um, oh my God, she was in the original series, um, Sarah Jane Smith. Yes. Right? And the dog. K9. Yes, the robot dog. Yeah, the, because, and the reason it's so, it, that episode in particular, it really was a different tone from previous episodes because it was an emotional reunion, right? And, yeah. But at the same time, it was a reminder that as the doctor goes through and, and, and he has these companions, sooner or later, they're going to wither and die. Yeah. And he ultimately ends up leaving these companions behind or they end up saying, like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. For whatever reasons, because they need to live their life or because maybe they're infatuated with them and it's they know it's not going to go anywhere. So they need to, again, live their life. Or maybe because they save the world and lose their mind. Maybe it's because they save their world and lose the, and, and lose their mind for whatever reason. Right. So it's just a, so with each passive companion, it's just this constant reminder that they're not going to be there forever. Yeah. So you have to as a as a watcher. You have to get comfortable. Watcher school reunion episode. Giles, ah, Anthony Stewart. Head. See, look at all that connected there, right? As a watcher, you have to get comfortable. A watcher of the series, you have to get comfortable with the idea that whatever it is that you're seeing, whoever it is that you're seeing, you aren't going to see them Forever. for very long. Yep. And it's interesting to see the different dynamics when the doctor changes, but then the companion stays the same, even though that's yeah. that's very rare. It, that, 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 that the uh, now I can't speak to again past 
Capaldi. Yeah. Or, you know, Pat, or really before Capaldi or un, until, until Capaldi, that's as most I could speak to, but the, the, at least those, those series between um, with Rose and then Clara, yeah. you know, Eccleston changed to tenant while Rose was still the companion. And then I think the only other one was, uh, well, no, no, that's the only one. I think that's the only one. I mean, Clara, you see with, uh, Matt Smith. Smith, right, and then she's a big part of Capaldi's. But I don't know what the dynamics are there between. Yeah, because I haven't. Uh, and, and I think I, I watched maybe two episodes of the Capaldi, but, and I was like, oh god. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> all I watch. Yeah, that second episode with that they were in that what was it some sort of radioact, some chemical yeah. plant or something like that. Yeah. And then I just I stop. Yeah, it's like that's yeah. sad. But but it's interesting to see. I guess that's the other thing is to interesting to see the different change, the, the changes of the regenerations of the doctor and his different iterations, whether it be the, you know, the, his, his just gen overall style. Yeah. Personality or his proclivities. So it, I, I just, there's just so much packed into this show and I can't believe <laughs> it took me as long as it did to yeah. get into it. I was actually just going to ask you, do you, do you have an idea of why it took you so long? I don't know. I think maybe it was the, because of the previous, I, I hate saying when people say previous history, well, what the hell other kind of history is there? <laughs> Bec you know, the history associated with it and it being, you know, from at least from the 60s to with the late 80s. So you got 20 plus years yeah. of, of backstory. But I found being able to just start it with Eccleston, it felt as though it was, there was, you knew there was history, but it was a new beginning. So it felt yeah. as though it was welcoming to people just starting out. And I understood the, the depth and the, 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 the struggle and the hate that the doctor had for the Daleks in, in that, I think episode 12 of series yeah. one, that whole, that two part arc with the Daleks were reintroduced. Yeah. The, the anger and the frustration that he had with the Daleks and himself, that, gave me an understanding like oh this goes way, way back and yeah. i don't have to see what that looked like to understand that yeah and that's what i think the other piece that solidified like okay i can keep going so if there are previous villains i know that i'm going to be taken care of as a new viewer to understand the 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 scope of of those particular villains that have already been you know previously a part of the doctor who uh, mythos. Yeah. Yeah. The I'll say this last bit of thing in terms of like the late <laughs> to the party, right? Because there are certain moments that I just love to death. One we both connect on, which is probably in my top <clears throat> five, is the adipose episode with Oh my god, Donna, yes. With when, Donna uh, when they're standing in the window across from each other and she's just like, it's me. <laughs> oh, David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Oh my uh, God. Oh my they're, God. They're good friends in life. And, so, it showed, and it showed so perfectly. Honestly, it, the Adipose episode is probably one of my favorite episodes. Yes. And that whole of season. That. Yes. And it really comes out in that whole season with them, series with them. Uh, Donna the, isn't my the favorite Pompeii episode. Oh, that was so good. Come oh, on. sorry. Wait, did you say Donna is not your favorite companion? I know. Here's the deal. <laughs> I I can ignore and and when I watch Doctor Who, I'm I try to be as objective as possible. I can, Donna isn't my favorite companion, but I acknowledge she is the best yeah. one. Yeah. There's right, no so question. I don't really. This is going to seem weird. I don't really have a favorite. Oh, okay. I, okay. I, 
I'm I'm somewhat I, I, I'm somewhat partial to for some reason I, I, I like Martha. Yeah. Because I think she presented a she before Donna came along she matched him Ugh. toe to toe. The episode where she they go back and they meet Shakespeare and she's oh, the yes. black haired lady from all of his poems. Yes. The Shakespearean yes. like researcher in me just died. Like yes. I loved it so much. Yeah, she. I was so upset that she only got one season. Agreed. Because that was that was on par with like, why did Eccleston only get one season? And oh my God, yes, because she matched him. Because that's the problem with the doctor, yep. right? He's egotistical. Yep. He he he's he's he has a god complex. Obviously, a superiority complex. He 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 he, he, he time lord victorious, right? Yep. He thinks that he can solve everything and fix everything. And Martha just. I challenge is just the perfect word, you know, and, and, and she was strong from a personality standpoint mm-hmm. to match him in every step of the way and not let him basically get away with, with BS. Yeah. So her not getting more than one season sucked. Agreed. But, but Donna took what Martha did to a whole other level. Oh, yeah. She, if there is one companion that would be anything, because obviously, you know, Donna human, you know, uh, uh, the doctor, a time lord, there's obviously a disparity, a difference there in terms yeah. of equality, so to speak. But if there is anyone that is on the same level yeah. as the doctor, and that is a hu- just a human, it was, it was Donna. She had the heart of a time lord. Yes. I mean, there's jokes because she only has one, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> like she, she had a heart of a time lord. Yes. She if they had, had a- given her, if her body had had two hearts, she would have been a time lord and a heart. A, a thousand freaking percent. It, 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 oh my God. But if I had to pick a quote unquote favorite, well, I tell you who I didn't like. I, I could not stand. We, we both know who this is. I couldn't stand Pond. I love Karen Gillan. I, I can't I could, stand her either. I couldn't stand the character. Nope. She no. just came off as just, and maybe that was maybe. And now as we're sitting here I, talking, maybe that was part of part of the gimmick. You know, yeah. she was she met the doctor as a child. She came her the character came off as a petulant child. Yes, the, the entire, entire time. Home. And it was it just it was just so frustrating. I was like, okay, my sweet centurion people? deserved better. Ah, uh, Mr. Rory. Yeah. Oh, was, oh my God! It's been so long. It was, his, it was Rory right? Yes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm mixed. I'm mixing shows because Arthur Davil is in uh, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he and one of the characters is you know uh, is named Rory, but that's not but him. That's not him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So if I guess if I had to pick a quote unquote favorite for some odd reason, I liked Clara, and yeah. I guess it was because of that whole notion of her being the impossible girl. Yeah, I could see and, that. And that just stuck with me. And there's, I'll say this one last thing. There's this one, it, I believe it was series, because when did she switch over? She was in series seven, right? She started, I think she was in there towards the end of series seven. Yeah. Or, yeah, it had to be series seven. Yeah, because so. there, was, there was a two-parter and one of the episodes was called Save the Doctor. And they introduced her as being the impossible girl. And there's this beautiful sequence of showing how the doctor first starts out escaping in the TARDIS and then he you see the different doctors throughout different parts of time mm-hmm. and oh my and then there's the track from that series uh series seven it's t- entitled save the doctor and just that's what just I don't know why that drew me in and just yeah. made me invested in her as a character yeah 
So I, yeah, I, there are just so many freaking moments. I, I could go on and on. But I say, well, it, maybe, maybe Clara will help you get through the Capaldi seasons. I, she's probably, that's probably going to be the thing seriously. Cause I, I just, I, I cannot get behind Capaldi. I, I just do not like the execution. Maybe he's yeah. great in other things, but I just, he just feels so one dimensional. Yes, I agree. You know, I don't know if it was the writing at that point or what well, was going on. That was part of the problem. I right? agree. That's what people yep. have been saying, right? Yeah. So it just, it's hard to get through, but and that hurts. We'll make it happen. Oh God. But yeah, that, so that is my, my late to the party. I wish I could say more, but um, I will, for my portion of late to the party, I will exterminate. <laughs> you nerd. oh goodness so how have you been late to the party how have i been late to the party yeah i've been waiting for this i need to okay okay there's there's i'm gonna try to make this as as chronological as possible oh dear so there was a game that came out in 1994 oh called warcraft have you heard of this? The, yes, this is not this is not World of Warcraft. No, it is thank Warcraft. Thank the gods. I know, I'm teasing. <laughs> do not do not thank the gods quite yet, dear. Oh, so, Warcraft okay. was a real-time strategy game that came out yes. in 1994. Yep. I'm not a big fan of real-time strategy games. I've just never been able to get into them. Alex, mm-hmm. my, my husband, our audio engineer and all-around wonderful person, yes, indeed. Is, is good at those. He enjoys those. He remembers playing Warcraft. He plays Starcraft. It's, it's similar stuff. It's all through Blizzard. Um, mm-hmm. So he, he was more into that stuff than I was. But, Darian, do you know what came out in 2004 that was based loosely off of the story of Warcraft. Was that World of Warcraft? Correct. Oh, God. (laughs) So World of Warcraft. (laughs) Shut up, Darian. World of Warcraft is what is affectionately known in the gaming community as an MMORPG. So a massively (laughs) multiplayer online role-playing game. Ah. Yeah. That released in 2004 on the 10th anniversary to Best Buy. of Warcraft. You need to go to Best Buy? <laughs> yes. With my, with my thumbstick to the nearest computer. Oh, hush. <laughs> oh, hush. Okay, so that South Park episode we're going really com- to get really close with here. Okay. Um, for various reasons. So it came out in 2004. And yeah. I was in high school whenever mm-hmm. this came out. And yeah. in high school, I was a closeted nerd. Yeah. So I watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer on my own and did not tell any of my friends that. I oh, that is so hurtful to. I hear. know. My mom oh my was God. a nerd with me, like, oh. and my family were nerds, but I didn't tell friends. Like, I just it. I wanted to be the cool kid because that's I was an so, idiot. How do people not like the Slayer? That I is. Know. That's. It's, I can't. I can't fathom that. It's a sad, sad world we were living in. 
Yeah, if, um, yeah. or at least anyway. that I was living in. Oh God, yes. So I had friends, but none of them were like. I don't think it was something where we were talking about a lot of the nerd stuff that we did. Right. And I had a couple of very close friends. One that I've been friends with since like kindergarten, mm-hmm. and I mean, she knows the nerd that I am, but very few of my other friends understood the level of nerd that I was <laughs> closeted to be. Yeah. Um, which is funny because if any of them ever listen to this, they're going to be like, dude, probably they were nerds too. And they just didn't talk about it. But um, so I was interested in world of Warcraft whenever I heard about it, because there's something about role-playing games of any nature that I've always been drawn to. Hmm. And I was like, this seems really cool. I remember whenever I first saw um, like graphics of it, granted, these were probably still pretty polygonal, on the computer but i was like this is so cool ms dos it's shush um but it was subscription based so i was spending my money on going to the movies with my friends going and buying gas for my car like Mm -hmm. those sorts of things like i wasn't spending i didn't want to spend money on anything like that so i i kind of just like pushed it down into the nerd recesses of my brain and went on with my life Then I went to college and I met my now husband, Alex. Um, I met him in 2007 and he had been playing WoW since like, I think he said Burning Crusade was whenever he really started getting into that. So it was probably 2005, 2006 when he started playing um, and really getting into it. So I met him in 2007. I remember multiple times where in our, in our college, we went to Stevenson university. It was village Julie when we first started and we were down in the basement where all the theater and film and video classes were. And anytime that he was in the large lecture hall, he always sat in the back corner by the door so he could be the first one to leave. And the, <laughs> and play. he would sit in the back and he would play World of Warcraft yeah. throughout class. Yeah. So I would walk down after my own classes, because I was that good goody two-shoes English major who was yeah, like, right I really like my classes. I love school, because yeah, that hasn't changed any. <laughs> I, I usually sat in the front, yes. Oh, so God. I would walk down, and because of the way that the room was shaped, I could look into the room and see that he was just sitting there playing WoW mm-hmm. from the door. <laughs> And so I was like, okay, so obviously this looks like fun. So, and I, now I know somebody who plays it. So maybe we can, maybe I can dabble. So it was probably about 2008 or so whenever I first tried to dabble. It was right after Wrath of the Lich King it came out. And I remember he, he was obsessed with like the, he really, really loved Burning Crusades. So he had me start out as a Draenei character and I fell in love with it. Like I just fell in love with it. I was four or five years late to the party, but I fell in love. (laughs) And I played it off and on throughout college as much as I could. I got my first subscription in college. Um, because it was like, no, this is something fun that I can do for my spare time because I wasn't really much of a partier. So -hmm. if I wasn't in class or in rehearsal, I would either be hanging out with friends or I would be hanging out in World of Warcraft with Alex. And that was something fun that we could kind of bond over. It was exciting because I got to be the nerd that I wanted to be. And then I do have to admit, this is where it turns into South Park. 
Okay. All right. We're here. Are you ready? We're here. This is a safe space. Come on. We're all nerds here. We all have done so, things that we just say this is too uh, Yeah. So we graduated in 2010 mm-hmm. and we moved to North Carolina because Alex had gotten a, a, an MFA or a, um, for his MFA work. Yeah. And he'd gotten like a scholarship to go and it was great. So we were like, all right, cool. I will go back to school whenever I want to because I'm that nerd. So let's just do this. Let's move to North Carolina. And that is whenever I had the first encounter with that post-college, what am I doing with my life? Uh, I can't okay. find a job. And Some I kind of- existential strife. Exactly. And I kind of spiraled into a mild depression mm-hmm. and I fell into World of Warcraft so that I could find, like, I'm sure there's some sort of psychological term that you could tell me about, Dr. Psych, um, <laughs> where- it's like you're not getting fulfilled in your real life, so you're getting fulfilled in this fake life. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, again, if I want to, if I want to tap into, you know, the humanistic existential aspect of what I know, then you know, I mean, it, it is, it is essentially an existential crisis, right? Because it's all about, you know, who we are, what yeah. is our purpose, what is our meaning for existence. So I'm going yeah. to tap into the humanistic side of psychology there, and that, oh. and that's what it is, right? It's it's a it's a bit of an existential crisis. Absolutely. You don't know where you belong. You don't know where you fit. So I fit really well as a gnome warrior who dual wielded two-handed maces. Yeah. That was what I did. (laughs) (laughs) I was, I created the character. Dude, I created a character named Emmeline and she was this tiny little pink haired gnome with like little pigtails that came off the top of her head. And she... I leveled her up so fast that Alex, to be able to play with me anymore, he had to create a Death Knight character that starts at level 50 so that he could play with me. Because I leveled her up so fast and I played so much. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he was in grad school and you know how grad school can be where you're just not home very often. And I was working a a job at lens crafters and intermittently between lens crafters and cracker barrel oh cracker barrel yeah so good food though it is good food man it was good food it really is it's like it's a lot so i that was the worst thanksgiving i think i've ever spent was working at cracker oh no no one deserves that it was absolutely terrible but anyway that's okay So, um, yeah, so it was a really rough time in my personal life. So I threw my world into World of Warcraft. My world became of Warcraft. (laughs) And it was joyous. Like, it's, it's such an entertaining game. You can really, like... I mean, you can customize your character at various stages. There was Mm -hmm. a lot of like fantasy fulfillment where it was just like, I can go learn this new skill and then I can craft a bunch of stuff and I can make all the money that I want by going out and killing boars and getting. (laughs) Well, think about it though. You think about the psycho. Yeah. You think about the psychological aspects that you've kind of turned, turned that switch on is that, Think about the level, the, the, theoretically, the level of control that you have oh, in ha- something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Most people, we don't like, we don't like not being in control. So oh, when yeah. you have an avenue mm-hmm. to be able to express that and 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 and, and wield that, it, that 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 feels good. Yeah, 
And I really, really got into it during this time, right around the Cataclysm expansion. So Cataclysm is, in, in the world of Warcraft, a giant dragon basically creates this Cataclysm. And the entire world of Azeroth, there's like a giant rift that is made in the world. And a ton of like different parts of the world are heavily affected by mm. this Cataclysm. And because I wasn't as into it prior to that as like someone like Alex was, we would run around Azeroth, the, the world of Warcraft. And I would be like, this is cool. This is cool. This is cool. And he'd be like, wow, that's changed. Wow. That's neat. So it was fun for us to just kind of, it was really exciting for me because I got to experience this, this new world and God, this new world of Warcraft. But I definitely, there was a point in time, which I think, I, I don't want to say that this is something that happens to every person that gets into World of Warcraft, but I definitely think there's a large community of WoW players that have had that time in their lives where they just mm. threw themselves into this game. And maybe they did have Cheetos stuck in their hair for a little bit. Yeah, and maybe they were yelling for maybe they didn't hot pockets hot pockets um <laughs> yeah so i just needed to be honest with the fact that i went through that time too <laughs> yeah i mean and we all as people you know we're we were humans right so we yep. have moments we have we have ups and downs we have some people have mild depression some people have severe depression and you know so it's and and we have things to cope with that right Yep. So, you know, now obviously get, get to a point, depending on what you're doing, how, you know, is the coping becoming detrimental, right? But oh, on it that was at one point. Yeah. <laughs> See, at least when, when, you, when you take it to that more, not mild, but, you know, having these things in our lives, you know, serve us some sort of purpose to provide us with some sort of, of comfort and everything comes with balance, right? Any, yes. any, too much of anything can be unhealthy for you. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I, that was, that was what I was late to the party for. I, I had to give it up um, whenever I was in, whenever I was doing my PhD, primarily because I oh, just God, had yeah. zero time to do anything. Who are you telling? Testify. So um, yeah. I, I still have blocked out so much of that. I've, I've repressed it. <laughs> Who um, are you telling? Right. I know. <laughs> so it's, uh, there's, there's a lot of other things that maybe, maybe my, my life would have been a little bit nicer if I'd still played well during that period of time, but mm -hmm. I didn't. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, I, I fell off the wagon, the wow wagon shortly after Pandaria, uh, which is really sad because there were dragons, like little dragons that you could, like, I had a dragon that I could ride around in on and it was so cute yeah. and I loved it. And, um, there's the good thing about wow though. And this is something that Alex and I have been talking a lot about recently. Well, maybe not a lot. We've mentioned it back and forth. Um, yeah. It's something that your characters remain. So if the two of us were decided, you know what, let's do it. Let's get a subscription again. Let's do this again. Our old characters would still be there. Oh, yeah. So That's, that is good. Now with these level, these high level characters like Emmeline <laughs> that will forever be on my server under my name because she's my favorite and part of my life. Um, <laughs> I, it would take me a little bit to get back into like what on earth earth do half of these spells and attacks me <laughs> yeah that's a long so time that is 
that is definitely something where I mean, like I had I had key matches and controls. So it's like if you hit one key, then three different things would go at the same time. And like I <laughs> I I was that person. Um, so yeah, see, that's the next level stuff that I just God, I was, have no idea. Darian, I'm not gonna like to- toot my own horn too much, but I was very good. Well, Brittany, you know that sometimes if you don't toot your own horn, sometimes there's no music. It's true. So I will play the music of WoW, the the sad, missing music of WoW. Now, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. I know we're we're about to be done for for this episode, but let me ask you this. As, because you, I like games, but I look to you as my PC video game connoisseur, right? I look to you. So you know this stuff better than I do. When you think about back then, 2004 is when it came out, right? Yeah. It Was that the beginning of, I don't even know if I want to say the downfall, but of, of the internet gaming community in, in, in what I mean by that is in aspect of the quality of interactions or, or uh, did you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At first it was like, I mean, you can still get on to like various platforms and play like quick little games like you used to on in between classes but as far as like the the kind of mentality and of how gamers treat one another yeah mm, that's a good question i'd be interested to kind of do a little bit of research on that to know a little bit more about what the numbers and data says about that but i my experience with world of warcraft was generally positive it was running through various cities and sometimes if sometimes somebody would come up to you and just be like hey i've got this extra crap do you want it mm-hmm. like i remember mostly good interactions but on the same the same world i mean if you were playing anywhere near a, a pvp field th- that was not something i did i did right. not like the player versus player cuz it people would just run around and like level 50 characters and run into a very low level starting character uh, starting area and just decimate people <laughs> really rude i'm, I'm sorry i know no seriously i remember very specifically one time where some guy was doing that and i was a victim of it and he camped my death where my where i kept dying and where i kept respawning so every time i would respawn i would start to run and he would kill me again and it was like, are you kidding me? You butthole. Quit. Leave me be. So then I had to sign out and sign into another server. And it was fine. But I'm sorry. There's, there's definite things like that that from in retrospect is like, oh, God, whatever. Oh, God, I'm probably making it in my lap. It's so hard. Oh, God, in the moment, you are just livid. And see, so. that's where I'm. And see, that's why I'm wondering, right? Because in a game like that, my guess is again, I, I've never, never played it. Yeah. I don't have any real desire. I've never been a PC gamer, so I don't really have any desire, right? Yeah. And I know it's been ported over and all that stuff, but there's there's kind of like this unwritten code in gaming, right? At least yeah. in a in a world like that. So so, th- and that's why I asked the question: like, is this where the the downfall happened in terms of those interactions? Because when I think about how crappy people can be to each yeah. other in, in the gaming community. Games that come to mind immediately are World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, Ugh. and and then Madden. Oh, God. 
Those are the those are the ones that stick. And I I'm sure that there so, those yeah, things are happening in other games, but those extent, are the ones that stick out. To an extent, I think you're probably right. The good thing about Blizzard as a company, and I will tout Blizzard in a lot of ways. Yo, yeah, you are um, Blizzard. You're a Blizzard they're, fanatic. They're definitely one that they've they've made some mistakes here and there, but they're and they've made some bigger mistakes in mm-hmm. more recent years. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely something where, and whenever they began, whenever back when I was playing WoW more consistently. I know that you could, people could ban, they, their, their community was very good. For okay. the, I mean, there were definite areas where you knew as a new player, don't go in there. Okay. And as older players, you knew not to be, don't be a prick to right. other people that are to just starting. Exactly. exactly. And because it could be someone that has a level 50 death knight that they'll just come back to the server and kick your butt. There's always just, a bigger fish. Exactly. And they're, but they're just starting out a new character because they wanted to try a blood elf for the first time. So right. it's, there's, there's different, there, there was kind of like unwritten rules within the game. And the Blizzard community management back when I used to play was very good. So if you were getting hardcore bullied by somebody, you could contact the Blizzard management yeah. team and then they would block them. Mm-hmm. And it was something where... They, they didn't play around with that back then. That's cool. Now, Blizzard now has made some really dumb choices, and I would not say that I am a Blizzard fanatic as much anymore, primarily Ooh, okay. because of some of the stupid things that they've done. Um, but with that said, they, make, they used to make a very good game. They, mm. They've definitely kind of... They're, the company, as of the last probably three to five years, has been, I don't know if it went under new management. I just stopped paying attention, to be honest. And that's something I should probably look into. But they are definitely more focused on money than on the people. Oh, no. And yeah. at least that's how it feels from, from a community stand, like standpoint. Oh boy! Okay. There, there were places where Blizzard could have very easily come out in in support of the community, and they chose not to. Yeah. So, and I, I don't want to get into too much of the politics because that's a whole other thing that could be an entire episode of itself. I'm but, sure. But um, it's it's one of those things where Blizzard has it's got pluses and minuses, but. World of Warcraft was a very large part of my life that I was late to the party for. And there's still a part of me that would like to go back to it. But maybe once Blizzard gets their crap together. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so I just, you know, yeah, well, you know, we, we can talk about gaming companies and studios and their decisions until the cows come home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I just thought it was an interesting question to pose. And it's not to say that people are only crappy to each other in the, in the gaming community. It doesn't really matter where you are. You, all, oh, yeah. hell, all, all you got to do is go to Twitter and see, you know, <laughs> say, if person X doesn't like this thing, oh, well, yeah. how can, why don't you like that? What's yeah. wrong with you? It's like they, they have an opinion. Yeah. You, you, like that's to, normal. How dare they? Yeah. Right. It's and, like the people that go into YouTube things and they'll just, I don't like that game. So they'll thumbs down it. And it's yes. Like, who cares? Yeah exactly like you're, did you're you even playing... watch it or did you just see that they're playing cod and you don't like that right it's like, like you're, what? You're, you're, yeah it's like sort your life out yeah 
right? The, the, the whole beauty of all of this is, is, is the fact that we have differing opinions. Yes. You know? Sparks conversation. Yes. Now, there are some atrocities that are like, well, I don't know. I can't go there with you. Well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> you're right to your opinion. You have your right to your opinion, but, but uh, I'm going to be over. And I'm you're right. Yes. And I'm going to be over here now. <laughs> like Spider-Man 3 being good. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> nice callback. Thanks. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, that's right. That's right. That's right. Wow. Well, that's, uh, I, I really enjoyed this episode. I, I learned a lot. You and me both. Yes, yes. And it looks like we potentially got some future return to main menu episodes in the works. Uh, there is, it might be. There, are, There's definitely a chance. Although I think mine's going to be more, well, you know, you've got, you have to do mine too. I'm going to have to do oh, yours. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. yeah uh, it's good. Well, it'll be painful for the both of us. Yeah. Maybe we just do that as a one shot return to main menu. We both return to it and just talk yeah. about it. You know, I think it's, you know, I think it's, is it three seasons of Capaldi? Is it really three? How did he th get three? I think it's three, or is it two, or two and a half, right? How do you get two and a half? Oh, yeah, regeneration, right? Well, yeah, but I don't think I, I can't usually regenerate the... halfway through. I, I can't remember. I, I, maybe I, I don't want it to be a full three. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That's probably... <laughs> That's probably... Yeah, eight, nine, mm. and... Yeah. No, uh, no, no, it wasn't... You know what? I, I don't want to look. I'm not going to look. Oh, no. Because <laughs> I don't want I don't want to know. All I, I know either. is that eight, eight and nine are there that I have to I have to somehow fight through. Yes, we'll do well, it. Well, okay. Well, one of the, I guess uh, I guess that's gonna that's gonna wrap up another episode. But you know, in order to try to you know let people know what they're in for the next episode, you know, I think it's kind of good if we maybe talk about what we might be doing the next episode because that'll ah. that'll bring the people back, right? Yeah. Like ooh. Hashtag intrigue. Yeah. So, next week we will be debuting a new segment because, I mean, why we're not? still new. We're still new, and there's there, yeah, exactly. So, this is a segment that will be entitled It's So Fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't want to get, we don't want to give away what it actually is, so you'll have to make sure that you listen next week. But yes, Absolutely. stay tuned for It's So Fluffy. Yay! <laughs> So, Brittany, why don't you tell the fine people where they can find us as Absolutely. we wrap up this episode? Of course. So, on Twitter, you can find us at Nerd Pastiche Pod, Instagram at Nerd Pastiche, and you can always shoot us an email at nerdpastichepodcast at gmail.com. We drop new episodes every Thursday. All you Spotify people, it'll show up on Friday. I don't know why there's a delay, but here we are. How are they? How are they delaying all of this nerd truth and nerd knowledge we have to know. dispense to the masses? It's like they just don't want the people to hear it. What, what that is? That is just shameful. Well, if yeah, you don't feel like you can wait, you know you can catch us on any other of the podcast catchers out there: Apple Absolutely. Podcasts, um, uh, Podcast Republic, you name it. Yep. Podcast.com. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well. That was fun. I enjoyed myself. I'm, again, personally glad that you and I, I could bring something to the table that both you and I could connect on oh, in 100%. depth. Absolutely. Doctor Who forever. Whovians forever. That's yes. right. And with that said, Time Lord Victorious. Okay, I get that one. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>